The views and opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the author and any content provided by the hosts or the guests of this podcast are based on their own opinions and upon information that they consider accurate or reliable. It should not be relied upon as such. The content should be only considered for entertainment purposes only. Thanks. Get your smoke on, I'll get your chill on, let's get these conversations on, crawling on moms, and anybody who's living life, the Pop Moms Podcast is here, talking all things cannabis, with a mama twist, like a freshly rolled hemp joint, infused with a bit of that, a bit of this, it's all part of the experience of life, thanks for tuning in, you ready to begin, then welcome to the PMP, Pop Moms Podcast. The Pop Moms Podcast, it's on The Pop Moms Podcast, it's the Pop Moms Podcast, oh, it's on Hi, hello, hello, beautiful pop people. Today on the Pop Moms Podcast, we are going to talk about cannabis taking on the alcohol market. I enjoy cannabis more than alcohol as of recently. Um, I feel like I can personally be a better parent, a better partner. I can be more present, but I also get to feel like I can kind of like let loose a little bit um, in settings with friends who enjoy alcohol. Maintaining those friendships despite how we choose to relax in the downtime uh, mean a lot to me because it's just simply different strokes for different folks. Cannabis has come a long way, and even being in the industry, I still have a hard time sometimes answering my 10-year-old's questions. Uh, When we have friends over, I kind of resort to my classic, okay, you stay here, mommy's going to take a break outside with some friends, I'll be back in in 10 minutes, game. And, you know, he's actually more recently started asking, are you going to go smoke cannabis? And my response is usually, you know, I kind of am like, yep, and I'll be back in soon. (laughs) Um, And you know what? I guess like in contrast, he doesn't ask me a damn thing from the times he's seen me having a hard seltzer or a hard cider. And yes, I am that person. Um, So today our interview is with Bill Gibbs of Sweet Dreams Vineyard. Bill is at the forefront of the demand for drinkable cannabis. I, for one, love that there is an option to drink cannabis now, similarly to how I've enjoyed alcohol in the past. Uh, Right now, I use it similarly to hard alcohol, making like mixed drinks. Uh, But sometimes, because I like like to have a lot of um, liquid, like I like to drink liquid frequently. So in those situations, what ends up happening is depending on how I mix it, um, how quickly I drink it, sometimes it can make me feel too stony with like one or two drinks. Um, But what I want is like a one-for-one drink. What I think of is like... uh, how the market really needs something that drinks more like a glass of beer or a glass of wine, uh, something like that. So you can kind of like, Oh, I'm going to go pick up a sixer of like weed drink. That's like my, that's my, my heaven. Right. So enter sweet dreams vineyard. Um, they are making waves in the industry with two new non-alcoholic THC adult beverages. Mm, That's dope. That appeal to an experience experienced cannabis user as well as those experimenting with it or you know sort of somewhat new to the space. 
So the first one is the Canna Bernay, and I love plays on words, so these are just totally right up my alley, um, which clock in at half the calories of a glass of wine if you're a calorie counter. Um, it's made with high antioxidant blueberry and pomegranate juice. So we all can use more antioxidants, <laughs> or if you can't, then just send them my way. Um, the second is uh, Mirajuarita, which is made with real lime juice and clocks in at only 45 calories. Uh, both don't have the weedy taste, which I personally celebrate, but I know that the majority of people don't really sit in that camp. They want it to taste like the thing that they're more familiar with, which is usually alcohol. Uh, Bill actually worked with local uh, sommelier and various food scientists to develop these tastes so that they did match really closely back to you know their uh, inspiration. And uh, they have really nice palate-pleasing recipes. Cannabis is literally on the lips of people's mouths more than ever before. And the most accessible and the more familiar we can make it, the sooner we continue to reduce and eliminate the stigma. So how do they make it, you ask? Uh, they use a cutting-edge nano emulsification technology and all-natural juices. Um, and as I had mentioned before, he worked with sommeliers and food scientists to come up with recipes that really clearly mimic the actual item. So that's really cool. Um, it's a healthier alternative to drinking traditional wines or alcohol. And like maybe one of my more favorite things is it provides a quick and consistent effect. So 15 minutes is when you'll first start feeling things after consuming one of these beverages and you can get really good, uh, really quick uh, sleep aid and pain management within that. So um, it's easier for people to digest. And as you know, like those of us who partake in edibles, it can take up to two hours to hit you. So cutting down two hours to 15 minutes, it really kind of just puts you more in control of your high, which I think is, is important for people who are nuanced or people who, you know, are more experienced users to kind of just better be able to tailor your experience versus like having to have two hours of like a buildup. Um, a recent study actually found that during the pandemic, alcohol use skyrocketed as much as 60% of Americans consumed more al alcohol to cope with some of this additional stress and anxiety. What stress and anxiety? The last two years have been a breeze. Pop moms rule. Ha ha. Uh, Sweet Dreams Vineyard, um, their beverages offer a relaxed, soothing effect similar to alcohol, but you don't have to deal with uh, the hangovers or, um, you know, again, if you're a calorie counter, you don't have to deal with the large amount of uh, calories that you're drinking when you consume alcohol. So is this compelling? I don't know. It really is to me. Like I said, my dream is to look for a one-to-one, -one, uh, you know, being able to drink it like a beer or like a glass of wine glass of cider, a hard seltzer. Um, currently, these two items, the Canaberet, which again, wine, or the Marijuana Margarita, say that three times fast, I dare you. It's very hard. I had to say it a lot of times in the mirror before even really recording this. Um, it's currently available in Arizona, which is obviously a small tier for me because I would be a frequent customer for sure. Um, but if you live in Arizona, please go check it out and let me know what you think. Uh, you can reach out via our Instagram at Pot Moms Podcast. Email me at potmomspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I won't give you my phone number. I will save that for a later episode. But go check it out and let me know what you think. 
Now let's cut to the interview with with Bill. Uh, and there's a ton of great information. He's really at the forefront of a lot of different technology. And it was a really, really cool to learn a little bit more about where uh, drinkable cannabis is going. So thanks so much. Keep blazing. Stay amazing. And we'll talk to you in a bit. I'm super excited about him personally because I don't really drink anymore. And so the fact that things like this exist, my first thing was like, well, how can I drink more weed then? Um, And it sounds like you've actually got a solution for that. We'll see. We think so. Right. No, that's super cool. Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We are here with Bill Gibbs of Sweet Dreams Vineyards, and he's about to make all of our cannabis infused dreams come true as well uh bill welcome to the show um please tell us just a little bit about yourself and maybe how you got into the cannabis industry um all right well let's see where shall i start figure out i mean the easiest thing to do is i i owned a dispensary here in arizona for five years which i sold uh in 2019 to one of the multi-state operators and so um, I came up with this, you know, as part of that dispensary, we had all kinds of offerings um, <clears throat> and not really any um, edible offerings at all. The, how I came up with this idea is we we had our own vape and product that we were selling at the convention in Las Vegas. And we had a we had a room basically in a booth in the room and had all our vape products lined up there. And. Um, at that time, I just on a lark had taken a bottle of wine and put a cannabis label on it. And we literally got twice as many people coming in the booth to see that one bottle than all of our vape pen products. Oh my gosh, that has to be a lot. (laughs) That told me there was some need out there about that people wanted something like this product. But, um, and that was probably 20, late 2018, and then I got kind of caught up in the whole sale of the and the and the um, M and A of the transaction, and that got consummated in late 2019. And so then it really I decided to fulfill this this and follow up on this. And I thought for sure by then there would be a bunch of competing products out there, and I was surprised to find there were not. <clears throat> and when I found that out, I decided, well, let me. Let me see what uh, what I might do to, to make this come true. But it took me almost a year to come up with a viable product. It was not an easy process. Yeah, what was that like? What are some of the roadblocks that you hit? Well, the first roadblock was, um, you know, I thought I'm just going to, <clears throat> I'm just going to take some, we're close to California, We've also got some great vineyards in Arizona. I'm just going to take some de-alcoholized wine and uh, put THC in it, and that'll be it right there. Well, there was a couple problems. Um, First of all, have you ever had non-alcoholic wine? I haven't. I assume that you're leading me to believe it's not the greatest. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's more than that. It's not only not the greatest, it's like awful. (laughs) And so, <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, so you, it's it's like you couldn't have two glasses. You know, it's surprising that anybody would would drink it. 
Um, and I was very surprised as well because it looks it looks perfect. I mean, it looks like it would be have a great flavor to it. But when you take the alcohol out, you also take some of the tannins and some of the other flavoring out of it, and it really is just was not a way to go. So then, okay, so now how do you develop a wine-like product um, without any, you know, that doesn't taste like grape juice, basically? So that was a process of, um, I had two different sommeliers. I had a food lab in LA as well as one in Northern California. And basically it was just me in the kitchen uh, with some of the sommeliers trying every known fruit juice to man, trying to figure out what we could combine to make it kind of wine light. And um, eventually we, we did. Um, and that kind of was the genesis of the flavor. Okay. <clears throat> and then, and then, as I'm sure you know, when you add THC to something, it all of a sudden doesn't taste so great again. It can so, be a nuanced taste. You're definitely right about that. I feel like it's very split, probably heavily more in the way of like, I don't want my edibles or my, you know, a different way of consuming cannabis to uh, taste like cannabis. I personally, I don't mind it. Uh, it can get a little bit much if it kind of, you know, sticks in your mouth afterwards. But there's definitely, I, I, I like that you took it into account because, you know, to your point, it's, it's definitely a drawback for people. Well, and, and I think that the, the big market here, which, which we're going after, which I'm going to, going to attempt to go after, is not the cannabis market. It's the alcohol market. Yep. So my goal, I don't see if you've, if you've seen in the recent press that we've gotten, but we've gotten, it was pretty good for our first press release of all around the country and including England. But there, there's a real um, longing for people that are older like me and, and probably younger as well. I don't know why I'm separating it by age, but that would like to drink less alcohol. Um, but that, but you know, cannabis isn't really that great of a substitute for alcohol for two reasons. One, it doesn't taste very good initially. And then secondly, it takes so long to, to have an effect on you and it lasts so long in your system, which was the second um, issue I'll talk about in a minute. So, so basically, once we got a flavor a flavor profile we like, we put cannabis in it. We didn't have a flavor profile we like, so then we kind of had to start over and uh, develop something that kind of tastes like wine. But you know, nobody's going to go, "Oh, this is the best uh, this is the best Cabernet I've ever had," you know. Um, but it also doesn't taste like grape juice. Uh, it, it's very much wine like, and I think in the I had to sum up the comments we get. They're very surprised at how good it tastes, basically. Those are good surprises. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so we were happy. I was happy with that result. Then the next thing that we had to overcome was this issue of, um, of length of time. And once you research that and you understand the issue of, you know, cannabis distillate is an oil, that your body literally has to, I didn't understand any of this before I started this, that your body has to emulsify and make water soluble to get it to pass through your small intestines to be sent to your liver to convert uh, Delta-9 to hydroxy-11-THC. Well, that that emulsification process your body does, that's what takes two hours. So the pharmaceutical companies had solved this problem a long time ago 
with this nano emulsification. And basically you're just taking your, your um, surfactant, which is like the thing that makes it water soluble. And you're breaking those oil droplets down to I'll say less than a hundred nanometers, which probably doesn't mean much to you, except the human hair is a hundred thousand nanometers thick. So that tells you some idea of how small it has to be to pass through your small intestine like alcohol or like water does, and you feel the effects immediately. And that was a very expensive machine with little instructions. You know, that's the issue with this cannabis space is it's not like we've got 30 years of research we can call upon to find out how things are done. So there's a lot of R&D on our end to figure out exactly how to do it. But then once we did it, okay, then, then the secret was how do we make it act like alcohol? Yep. You know, you want it to, you want it to hit you in about 15 to 20 minutes and you want to be kind of out of it in, you know, two to three hours, which is kind of like the experience you have when you have a real glass of wine or a margarita and you could have more and you keep that going, but it's not for days, you know, um, and, and avoid that experience that, I'm sure you can relate to that. Everybody can relate to where you take an edible, you don't feel anything for the first hour. So you take some more, you still don't feel anything. And then in two or three hours later, your feet don't touch the ground and you're high for like three days. Yeah. Yeah. I am like that person where, uh, (laughs) I have people call me. I'm like, just call me when you get that high. I'll talk you down. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I I mean, I think we've all been there. So that's not a, that's not a commercial product if you, you know, if, if it works like that. So, right. so that was the other thing we kind of had to figure out how to do. And that's what took almost a year of R&D to figure out all these various factors and getting them out there and making a product. And then once we did, so far, we've been received very well. I mean, I can imagine. And with names like Cannabernet and Mara Juarita, like, I mean, those are catchy. Like, I, I love mashing words together. I love the cannabis, uh, the nod to the cannabis roots. Uh, so I, I was a huge, uh, <laughs> it made me giggle uh, when I saw that. Um, and I mean, like, to your point, like, edibles and, um, you know, ways that don't hit you as quickly with consuming cannabis, you do have to be a little bit more, more, um, more surgical, I guess, with, with how you take it. And that was a big learning for me too, that I shared with a lot of the people who listen to pot moms podcast, because you, it's more approachable, right. To go ahead and consume something via a liquid, via, you know, a, a candy or a gummy or a cookie than it is to like smoke, right. There's such a stigma against actual smoke that I love seeing more opportunities within brands such as yours um, to go ahead and really use this cutting edge technology and bring a more controlled experience, I guess, to more consumers. Because it's so much more approachable for people looking to get into cannabis use, but there's also like the whole uh, the test and try, right? The test and learn of, of how it affects you. If you have an empty stomach, similar to alcohol, if you're full, like, you know, that kind of definitely tweaks the outcome. So like, I I love hearing that you're looking into that and that you're taking that into consideration. So thank you on behalf of people who will, who have been in the, in the, the driver's seat of that. But but your point is very valid, especially for consumers that are not current cannabis consumers that want to try an alternative to alcohol, it needs to, they can't have that bad experience up front. It has to be something 
where where they know they kind of know how to use a glass of, of wine, right? If right. it's alcohol based, and so if this product can act like that, then they'll feel pretty comfortable in doing it. But it has to be it has to be very similar in that respect. And then with respect to your other edibles that you enumerated there, um, the thing that's missing in a, like say gummies that's missing in, in gummies to some extent, especially for non-cannabis users is the social experience. Yeah. You know, you don't, I don't see gummy parties where well, maybe they exist, but we're come on over to my house and let's all eat a gummy, you know, um, where come over to my house and have a glass, sit around and have a glass of wine or watch a movie or, or talk or whatever is, is a social experience that I think people gravitate toward with alcohol. So hopefully if they can get that same social experience without the alcohol, but still the social experience with cannabis, even if they're a novice user, I think that could be a very uh, healthier alternative than, than the alcohol that we all consume now. No, totally. And I, I love that. And I agree with it because like, I mean, I don't recommend personally mixing cannabis and alcohol, but like I found myself doing it because I like to consume cannabis because how it makes me feel. But socially, it's more awkward. And I mean, like I have kids, right? People have kids. We're going to parties with kids. It's not as easy to go ahead and just sneak off and like smoke. So like looking for different options there. But whenever I would do that, even if I went and I only drank, you know, during that time and then I went home and I smoked like it kind of just was it didn't do what I wanted it to do. Right. So like having other options that hit like alcohol does, so to speak. I mean, I just love the within 15 minutes because it gives consumers so much more control over their experience. But I will caveat that everyone needs to really give weed a break because it is a little bit of a of a test and learn, uh, you know, situation with with how you consume it. I mean, I can count. I can tell you five different situations where I ended up throwing up because of alcohol and that didn't stop me from going back to alcohol, but it, for whatever reason, to your point, it's very polarizing. If people have a negative experience, they're like, well, I don't want to do that again. That's not for me. And then I kind of, you know, always like to point out, well, how many times have you thrown up from alcohol? And, you know, then it's, you know, kind of drawing that parallel a little bit differently, but um, I think that's true. And I think that's because, because cannabis has been demonized in this country for the last 50 years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, so they, they don't want to get that that reputation of of being drug users, basically, um, and they've got to overcome that. However, the latest polling shows that you know two thirds to three quarters of the people in the in the United States now are supportive of cannabis. So, um, you know, all of us all of us hippies grew up and kind of are taking over the government now. So that will change even the rest. We'll get rid of the rest of those 25% as time goes on and everybody will be. It's not for everybody, but at least it won't be demonized. Yeah, totally. I'm not asking everyone to do it, but I definitely am asking everyone to take an open mindset with, you know, exactly to your point. You don't have to do it, but please support me doing it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, especially since it definitely is much healthier. Nobody's ever died from it. Um, you know, that's not to say there's no ill effects, but they're very, very few. Yeah, totally. I mean, mine is definitely in the munchies realm. Uh, how, how that reacts with my system in terms of it being a drawback there. Um, but like, well, you know, that, that's interesting because, because edibles, the, 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 the THC is, is 11 hydroxy THC where the smoking THC is Delta nine and Delta nine tends to give 
on average, not for everybody, it's always different as you point out for different people, but Delta nine is, is more paranoid and gives you the munchies where the 11 hydroxy does not quite as much do that. Um, but we are experimenting with adding some um, other components. Um, I can't think of right off the bat what some of the other terpenes are to the product to you know curb some of that stuff, especially for weight loss and things like that. You know, TH, THC, um, forget what it, which type it is, but it's 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 one we need to figure out how to how to make in there for because weight loss would be another big one. Yeah, definitely. I definitely noticed that depending on the terpene profile, like some will actually make me, some will make obviously make me very hungry, but some don't have that at all. And I do look for that too. So I can actually, like, I'm a big proponent of like understanding my hunger cues, right? And so that's really important to me when I'm taking it into consideration. And that's just, it's super interesting, right? Because it's like things that like you notice as a cannabis consumer, uh, just around how it makes you feel, how it makes your body react. Um, And then depending from a edibles to a smokable format, there being those differences that really kind of shape your experience. And for a long time, you know, again, with the approachability of edibles or consumables, um, you know, I was like, okay, like, this is great, but you you just have to be you have to be more careful than you do with smokable products. So like, I love the fact that your can of beret, it comes in, it comes in single serve options, which like, that's another thing too, is like, you get a little bottle from the dispensary and you almost have to make your, I make my own drinks with it. Cause otherwise, you know, it goes down so fast and you want it to drink similar to how you enjoy cocktails, how you enjoy a margarita, how you enjoy a glass of wine. So like, I love that the industry is even further shifting from having it be an option to like, I just want to buy a six pack of like a cannabis drink, you know, and yeah. be able to consume that and not be totally, you know, on out of my mind on the couch. Yeah, and along and along that line, our next product is is um, is a water based product, and we're going to call it H two O. Oh my god, I um, love it! <laughs> yeah. And it's got it will have zero calories, so and it'll be a little bit less. It'll be a bit less potent because it'll be sixteen ounces, you know, per serving, um, and so with just kind of like a hint of lemon or something in a water with a hint of a flavor in there. Um, since once I, once I nano emulsify the THC, it doesn't, it loses a bunch of that bitterness. Uh, we can go to a pretty small flavor, uh, masking of the THC flavor. Yeah, that's great. So tell me a little bit more about like, what are some of the other ingredients that you used in the Cannabernet and, um, yeah, Cannabernet. I just, that's, that just cracks me up every time. And the mar I, I like go in my, I'm like, okay, what's the best way to say it? Marawarita, right? That's it. That's, that's yeah, the. Well, you know, the, the only problem with that name is that, that it's hard to pronounce. Right, right. Open to interpretation, yeah. not hard to pronounce, just open to interpretation. Yeah, there, there, there you go. Yeah. I say, it, I say Marawarita, but. There we go. Know, that rolls off yeah. even smoother. Yeah, it's a little easier to say. It's probably not correct in terms of the actual pronunciation of how it's spelled, but it's still it's still better. And I'm sorry, what was your question again? Yeah, so like how did you come up? I know that you said that you worked with local people to go ahead and say like, how can we have this taste more like wine? How do we go ahead and have this taste more like a oh, margarita? Oh, what are the ingredients? Yeah, the yeah. ingredients we came up with are primarily, well, first of all, it's real fruit juice. So so in the, in the margarita is lime juice and, and margaritas are pretty much just, 
you know, lime and lots and lots of sugar, which of course is not what uh, I wanted to do. It had to be a much less than a, I mean, a real margarita that you get in a, in a restaurant could have 700 calories in it and it could be huge. And that's because they, they put so much sugar in it. So rather than a, all that sugar, we use monk fruit, um, a little bit of agave and a little bit of sugar. Um, but otherwise it's, it's lime and some flavorings. I mean, I'm, you know, there's some, there's some orange rind and lemon emulsion and other stuff's in there to give it the margarita feel because you still have to, to kind of duplicate what the tequila tastes like. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had to experiment with that, but the, but the Cantabernet is uh, blueberry juice and pomegranate with some other kind of uh, flavoring profiles in there, small amounts of other juices. So what, what separates it from most of the cannabis drinks on the market right now is it tastes like real food as opposed to flavored sugar water. And that's a bonus. That's awesome. Because it's so funny. Like I, I know you live in a place where it's legal as well. And, and I feel like I, as time passes and as you know, you're so much more used to being able just to go to a dispensary to buy, you know, a product to drink, a product to smoke. I get more like bougie with it a little bit. Like, so the fact that I'm like, oh, well, good. This one has, you know, real fruit juice in it. And you, you, you can taste the difference too. I, I mean, that's what's really big as a takeaway for me is you can taste when it tastes synthetic. And just, I think cannabis is so polarizing in terms of being really synthetic and not being synthetic. Um, you know, just based off of if you're getting a joint that's dipped in, you know, mango or whatever it ends up being, sure. it's, it's very easy to tell the really synthetic parts of it. So a really more authentic product, I think is one of the directions that the industry is going. And I, I think it's really cool. You took that into account. Well, it, it wasn't too hard because, you know, it wasn't how we started. Remember I told you, we went to some of these, these food flavor labs and, and what they produced uh, really was terrible. I mean, you know, and it, it was totally synthetic and totally tasted like kind of some really bad version of Kool-Aid, um, which is not at all what the, our final product wound up as, you know, with the, with the real juices in there, it, you can tell that it's a substantial flavor to it. Just like wine has a substantial flavor. You, you don't think wine is just flavored water. You know, you can tell there's something else happening there. And so that I think is what why people are surprised when they first taste our product that it tastes as good as it does. No, I mean, I think you're totally right. I mean, and the the number one thing you want to do in order to secure that is is surprise and delight the person consuming it. So box checked there. Um, I, I, like, I, I just, I love that this is just a conversation that we're having and this is something that people are thinking about, um, because I think that there is a barrier in terms of wanting a healthy alternative to actually physically inhaling cannabis. Um, and I know that we've covered like the fast acting experience, like 15 minutes versus two hours that just gives you so much more control. One thing that I really like though, because you know, there's the argument of like, oh, well, there's all those antioxidants in red wine, but you actually took that into account for both of the products, correct? Well, it just so happens that blueberry and pomegranate have, have more antioxidants in them than red wine. Yeah. So this is actually better than red wine. Yeah. I mean, the people, people take shots of blueberry and or pomegranate daily as, as just a health drink, you yeah. know? So, so it just happened to turn out that way. 
Yeah, and it's it's great to be able to use in tandem. I always like to use products together that are complementary to your point with cannabis. So if cannabis is providing my body the homeostasis that it needs for my endocannabinoid system, toss some antioxidants on there at all. I can definitely uh, have them take away some of the free radicals floating around, I'm sure. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so kind of just like to go ahead and kind of close up the conversation. So tell us more about where we can find out more information about your products, where they're available. Do you have plans for expansion? You've already kind of given us a little peek behind the curtain on the future of being able to go ahead and really have a product that's uh, almost water-based to your point. Uh, It makes me think of Propel from (laughs) when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, in terms of locally here, it's, it's right now we're only in Arizona. We're in a half dozen dispensaries. The, the website, sweetdreamsvineyard.com is probably the best place to get some further information. Um, I'm also in the process of working on Michigan, uh, of all places, but we've, I've been contacted by a dozen different states of interested people who want to, um, go to those states, but I'm hesitant at this point to do it. Because we need to, we need to get everything figured out here first. You know, I, I've had, I've run large companies before where, if you have a big distribution channel and you screw something up, it's, it's very difficult to fix because you've got all those tentacles out in those locations. So I need to get everything working here first, then go to other states. I want to make my, want to make any mistakes small before I go out to other locations. But eventually, I think this is a, you know, at some point, I'm sure we'll be copied. Um, I'm only available one other product in the entire United States that's similar to us. Uh, I'm sure maybe there's some that I haven't heard of, but um, right now, that's that's all there is. So it's still a very, you know, edibles are a um, less than 1% of the entire cannabis market. And I'm sorry, 5% of the cannabis market and drinks are 1%. So it's a very small segment, but I think as more consumers and older Americans uh, switch from alcohol to cannabis, that segment will grow. And I just would like to have the products in the company to serve those needs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I'll plug for Washington. If you want to fast track that here, I mean, you've definitely got me sold. So (laughs) there you go. There you go. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for your time. Okay, so that was cool. And I now want a marijuana in my hand, like immediately, so I can go sit out on my deck and enjoy this glimmer of Seattle sunshine. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to learn more about Sweet Dreams Vineyards and Bill's mission to put weed in all of our drinks, please go check out www.sweetdreamsvineyards.com. Follow us on Instagram at Pot Moms Podcast uh, for up-to-date episode release information to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so that you can uh, be the first to know when I am able to go ahead and upload those episodes um, and just keep being you. Okay. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye mom. Super mom. There she is doing it all. Looking so beautiful.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.